baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I would not expect to see the sunshine today. Lots of clouds, lots of wind starting around 10 a.m., so be aware of that. Highs going up to about 63. Then tomorrow, similar, but a 90% chance for showers then. The front comes through, clears out Sunday for the Saints, taking on Tommy DeVito and the Giants. That's a story of the NFL. That's a story in the NFL, I should say, Tommy DeVito. That's why I say it that way, not that he's an all-star or anything. Highs of uh, 60s Sunday and then 61 Monday, 53 Tuesday, 59 warms through the week. And another front comes through next Sunday. Ton, right now it's 55 degrees and cloudy. Ton Trung joins us, our friend, WWO multimedia journalist. How are you, Ton? Tommy, I'm doing well. Welcome back, man. How was vacation? Hey, yeah, it was good. I didn't really do anything. Just tried to straighten up the house. That you know, I had a busy fall, and and the hoarders people were getting ready to come in, Ton. So I thought, you know what, <laughs> might be might be time to straighten some stuff out. Um, Look, boy, if, if you weren't at work, then you're on vacation. That's my view. That's exactly right. Um, you know, I was thinking about you last night coming on because I watched the movie, for whatever reason, Roman J. Israel Esquire. Have you ever seen that or not? I have not. It's about a guy, a lawyer that um, is an activist, and he kind of goes corporate and then makes a mistake. Anyway, it, it does remind me of your podcast because it is about people that have made mistakes and have kind of tried to do the right thing, right? Yes, and, and last week we, we talked about the seminary program in Angola. That was part one, and I introduced you to a man, Alex, who made a choice when he was caught up in a murder, but he wasn't the trigger man, and he basically was somebody that knew of the murder but refused to talk and refused to take the plea deal. But the trigger man did agree to take the plea deal and then basically testified against him. That was part one. Mm -hmm. Part two really takes place uh, while he's in Angola trying to navigate that whole system of living through what basically some people would consider hell on earth because Angola is one of the roughest prisons. And he enters the seminary program and, and the core of what the podcast part two is, how he actually changes his life once he enters that, that program in Angola and then emerges as somebody different. Um, you really need to watch that movie because it sounds a lot like what you have going on here. And I know it's a work of fiction, but Denzel Washington's in it, and I think you'll enjoy it. Um, when it comes to uh, Angola, Tan, last week for people that didn't get to listen, and I forgot what time you were on, but the people have this vision sometimes of prison as being, um, you know, you sit there all day, you watch TV. The, the, the length of the sentence and the people that serve out full sentences in Angola really is eye-raising, eyebrow-raising, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Look, 85% of the inmates that enter Angola are serving life sentences, and that means they're not coming out. And there's a hospice program. There's actually a, a cemetery on the grounds of Angola that gives you a sobering reminder of what the reality is for some of those inmates. And uh, I would argue, and, and you know, when you talk to victims 
families, they say rightly so. And, you know, each case is different. But I think if you listen to the podcast and you listen to Alex's story, I think that there'd be a good argument of whether he deserved to be in there. Um, And, you know, that's not for me to to judge. But ultimately, there was a Supreme Court ruling uh, that basically said because Alex was a juvenile when he entered the prison system and he was arrested, uh, that it was unconstitutional for juvenile offenders to receive a mandatory life sentence. Um, that doesn't mean that they were immediately and guaranteed parole, but for Alex, since he was a juvenile offender when he entered uh, the prison system, he was considered for parole and ultimately was able to get paroled out of Angola. But, you know, those are just the crime and punishment issues. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to do was take more of a focus on what it takes to face adversity and overcome it. And when he entered that seminary program, he was facing probably the the biggest wave of adversity anybody could, could see, which is a life sentence in Angola, the largest maximum security prison in, in America. And he was able to not necessarily better his condition, but he was able to better his mind state and his mentality and living in that in that environment, in that, that seminary program. He attributes that seminary program to saving his life. We'll talk more about that when we come back. And I wasn't trying to imply that prisoners should be treated leniently. Just for anybody that's listening, all I was saying is there's this perception sometimes that prisoners have it easy. And maybe in federal prisons that might be the case, although I don't think it's as easy there as people think it is. I know a friend that was in federal prison for some insider trading, and it's not— it's not the uh, the country club that a lot of people think it is. You certainly don't have your freedom. But the only point I was making is that if you look at the sentences that people serve in Angola, it's serious hard time. It's not um, lay on your behind and watch TV time. We'll take a break. We come back more with Tan Trung talking about his podcast part two. It's a tale of redemption from Angola. We'll pick it up. When we come back seven twenty. Time for traffic now on WWL. 725, Tommy Tucker, WWL, spending some time with Tan Trung, WWL multimedia journalist, about part two of his podcast. And, and it relates, it's, um, it's about somebody, Tan, that went to Angola. Um, he was not the main perpetrator. The main perpetrator testified against him. He was sentenced to life, correct me if I say anything wrong, but yet he found a road to redemption, correct? And Burl Kane, it was through a program that Burl Kane set up. You're right, Tommy. In, in 1995, Burl Kane comes to Angola and he establishes what he calls moral rehabilitation. And part of that was to invite a, an accredited seminary program from the New Orleans region into the prison. And that basically allowed prisoners to inmates who went in as, quote unquote, criminals inmates. And then eventually, if they finished the program, they could actually become ministers. And I, that, that initially was what fascinated me about the story was that people who were coming in as hardened criminals could actually emerge, whether they got out of prison or stayed in prison, could actually become ministers. And I thought that was such a unique story that I needed to tell it. And Burl Kane established that. And uh, I spoke with a deacon who's been visiting Angola since 1992, and he said that the program has done wonders for the, the prison. Obviously, it's still a prison, but compared to what it used to be, he says it's night and day. Um, at any point, did the sincerity of those involved come up, or does everybody that and everybody is a bad word to use? But I guess 
you know, they, they everybody in prison's innocent and everybody finds Jesus. That's the, the cliche. But it seems as though the people, at least according to your podcast, that are in this are really sincere in their beliefs. Yeah, I would encourage people. And I asked I asked Alex when I sat across from him, you know, when he was explaining, you know, his role in in that murder. Uh, and I said, you know, the, it, this could be an attempt to whitewash yourself and absolve yourself from that. He said, no. Um, he said, A, I don't care what people think. I know what the truth is. And and B, uh, I'm not here to absolve myself from anything. I, I made a choice not to talk to police and uh, quote-unquote snitch, and that's what landed me here. And I think if people listen to the, the full two parts of the podcast, then you know they can make their own decision on the, the veracity of, of Alex's story or his intentions, but I, I personally walked away knowing and understanding that sometimes it's not so black and white. You know, people can think that certain people deserve to be in prison or not. Um, but, you know, I, I, I didn't believe that what Alex did, especially with the understanding that he had as a, as a teenager, that he fully grasped what his decisions were going to bring in his life. Burl Kane came up with this? Brocaine established what he called moral rehabilitation, and then he wanted to uh, infuse more of, of a religious aspect into the prison system and invited the seminary program from the New Orleans region uh, into Angola. And since then, I mean, it, on paper, you can actually, if you're an inmate there, you, if you go through the four-year program and then you can actually stay on to get your master's, you can actually get a master's of divinity in the seminary program in Angola. And you know, it's just, that's, that to me is wild. Yeah. Is this catching on at other prisons? Well, Burl Kane is now the commissioner of prisons in Mississippi and he's trying to lobby and trying to convince other prison systems to do the same. The, the deacon who I spoke with, he's an Episcopalian deacon from the New Orleans region, um, Michael Hackett. Uh, he's trying to spread the word about this too, because he believes that it improves the literacy rate in prisons and also brings down the violence uh, in prisons as well. And I asked him, I said, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, many people think that if people like the, the folks who go into Angola don't deserve to ever come out. And he said, I understand that. But he said, just keep in mind, there are people out in the free world that deserve to be in prison. That's too. an excellent perspective. It really is. That's yeah. right. You never think of it that way. Somebody texted in about what happened to Alex's friend. Is that question answered in the podcast or not, Tom? Uh, he actually, we I focused less on the the friend and who he calls the co-collaborator, but he actually got out earlier than Alex. Alex spent 28 years in prison wow. for not talking. Tell me uh, how and the trigger man got out. Tell me how people find a podcast on. They can find the podcast anywhere they get their podcast. Tommy, just search for the Tom Report. So my first name is actually I always tell you it's not a common one, so it's spelled T H A N H Report. Just type that into the search feature on the podcast platforms and hopefully my name and my face will pop up. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time as always. And you work Tan Trung, WWO multimedia journalist. Quick break, then we'll come back. Help you manage your money with Mark Roser, President and CEO of Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union here on WWL. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.